Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Make Play, uh, a podcast where myself, Jimmy Stein, and my good friend, Nicholas Ragusa. That's me, I'm over here. Talk about the stuff we've been making and the stuff we've been playing, usually games in both categories, uh, in the past couple weeks. It's been a little while. Uh, we took a break last week because Easter happened and Jesus came back to life, which was pretty crazy. Uh, a giant. seen that guy in a whole year. <laughs> yeah, right? A giant rabbit showed up and did some weird stuff. That part was a little reminiscent of Donnie Darko. And yeah, me out, I, I have mixed feelings about that guy. Yeah, he's, um, he's creepy. Yeah, he I got a lot of dick-shaped oh. jelly beans. Oh, that... In- accidental, they're supposed to be carrots, I believe. But ah. they just look like a bunch of phallus. Incidental penises. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, so that's what we were doing last week. <laughs> and uh, we also played a lot of games in between here and then. Yeah. Um, we usually start off with the making thing, making stuff thing. Uh, so I'll talk about Dollar. Uh, uh, yes. That's been progressing. Uh, it's been interesting. So Dollar, in case you've forgotten, I don't know how you could forget. It's such an amazing idea. Uh, is, a, is a wealth visualizer uh, and augmented reality for mobile phones. And what that means is uh, you basically tell it how much you're worth or like how much money you would like to see visualized in, in a, a concrete fashion. And then you pick the currency that it will show. So you can just show it in US dollars or bananas or yeah. oil drums or... I liked the oil drums. It was it was raining on us. Yeah, and they're they're big. Just I don't know if I'm going to go much the sky. bigger than that because... Elephants. i was thinking about doing orangutans just Mm. because so i mean the the general idea of this game is to like i mean so the currencies i'm trying to keep a balance between them being like whimsical and fun like the bananas or something where it's just like oh so many bananas because you put in like one dollar you get four bananas so it gets pretty big pretty quickly uh Uh, thought-provoking stuff which would be um you know like the uh like diaprim or daraprim for example is like that medication that martin screlly jacked up the price on uh, in like 2015 that's like used for aids patients and things yes uh they kind of need to use it and it costs like seventy five thousand dollars per treatment oh my yeah yeah uh he increased the price from like to like three dollars a pill to about 750 dollars a pill or maybe it was like i think it was like 13 dollars a pill or something like that but yeah exponentially more expensive now uh, and it's still that expensive. Like there's a big hullabaloo when it first happened, but it's still the same price. There's still no generic form of it. Mm. Um, he's no longer the CEO of the company for obvious reasons, but um, they still have the price up there. And lots of other medical companies do this because more often than not, insurance will pay for it. Yeah. Um, and so the end the end patient doesn't like have to worry about it quite so much unless they don't have insurance, in which case they're fucked. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that also leads Jeez. to higher insurance premiums, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, so, you know, thought-provoking stuff like that. So you put in like, oh, what's $100 worth of this medication? Like, and nothing shows up. And you're like, yeah. what about five, five, $500? Nothing shows up. 700 Nothing. 1000 One pill. Yeah. It's just like, damn. And it's so tiny compared to like, you know, the amount that you could get for $800 worth of bananas. It just will never stop. That's so many bananas. Uh, and then... So there's like the silly stuff, thought-provoking stuff, and then uh, like humanitarian stuff, which is kind of in the thought-provoking era. But like, uh, I would want to do like orangutans or something, or like redwood trees. You know, ah, if you if you donated your money to the Redwood Conservancy organization. So you're trying to shame me with your app. Yeah. Okay. But also like sneak <laughs> it in there because we'll also have uh, like gold bars that are just like raining from the sky or sure. uh, sneakers. There's like the really expensive um, Marty McFly sneakers that Nike made yeah. that like auto lace and they're getting um, bought for like 
you know, $50,000 on eBay. Oh my. Yeah. Because they only made a few hundred of them and they're yeah. like legendary or whatever. So if you get them in good condition, yeah, you can charge a shitload of money for them. Um, and I also want to do like cows because cows are like a traditional sort of form of currency from, you know, ye old times. Um, All right. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. So uh, yeah, it was thought provoking, silly, and then educational. Um, right. So I guess like the environmental concerns kind of are tied into the thought provoking, but then educational would be like the Dutch tulip uh, thing where like one of the first recorded economic bubbles was in um, the Netherlands in like the 17th century where tulips just came onto the scene and a lot of like <laughs> the classical painters started to paint them like the Dutch masters uh, and they just became extremely expensive really quickly because they were expensive and because the the Dutch had a lot of money at the time because they were really doing well with the trading business etc and so one group of bulbs um, that are were like specifically bred to look a certain way that were like fractured or split bulbs is what they called them because it made a tulip that was like multiple colors they're really pretty but they would pay obscene amounts of money for them i mean we're talking an amount that could buy a house mm -hmm. for 10 bulbs of this flower um which is just insane and so translating that kind of currency to today's you know denominations is difficult because okay so like a house then if you just equate it to a house now like is that really the same thing like uh, mm. not really sure so it's a pretty it's a pretty generous or vague notion of translating that currency throughout time but it's just the idea that like it was really fucking expensive and these mm. people paid way too much money for it yeah um ultimately though like as far as bubbles go it wasn't that bad because once it popped it wasn't that big of a deal people had kind of like realized it a little bit before it was coming they were able to like mitigate most of the damage but it was still kind of silly yeah. um so that's that's where that's at i've been having fun like incorporating live values into these things so like the oil and gold for example uh have their like uh you know conversion rates updated regularly through an api wow. <laughs> which i now know how to use now fancy boy some json He's joining the ranks yeah. some json there we go <laughs> Um, although I need to find a better, a better oil API because that one only updates monthly. Uh, the gold one is daily though, which is pretty tight. The search for data continues. Yeah, yeah. The search for free data. <laughs> um, but it's been really fun. I mean, I spent like several days just rewriting most of the scripts because I had been doing them so incredibly inefficiently, and I was like, if I'm ever going to be able to update or like add a denomination, it would take like a couple hours i see um and now it, it still takes a little while but most of that time like 90 percent of that time is just on the asset itself or assets so yeah. when i was making the gold bars for example i was like okay well i want to make like a custom embossed thing because gold bars are usually embossed and also i can't do reflective surfaces because that's really expensive computationally Actually, and this is on a phone mm -hmm. so they're kind of matte and they look like like <laughs> they look like uh, bars of butter <laughs> but if you emboss something on it that says this is gold you know and like has the official like formatted like 99.99% pure etc this yeah. is how much it weighs with a little logo it looks really like official a serial number it looks really cool looks less like butter <laughs> it looks context. less like butter yes <laughs> it looks less um, like butter yeah were you, you gonna mention something a second ago? I was just gonna say I have I should go through your code again oh yes and, you should it's still see. it's still pretty unoptimized in certain places definitely yeah. but I'm using classes now yay yeah I have a class in a class oh wow hell yeah um, and also like learning how That's to fancy. use unity in a way that makes it more user-friendly for someone who doesn't even need to look at the script so now you can yeah. add a currency with only I mean you still have to look at a couple scripts but only like two maybe okay yeah 
So like you just have to add the like the currency into like the currency script and then make sure it gets cleared in the clear currency script. And I'm sure I could expose that visually in the inspector somehow, but like I don't really you don't really need to. Alright. Um but it just makes it a lot more user friendly. And I've been like commenting certain things as well, which has been nice. Yeah, that is good practice. It's mostly just for me because yeah. like some oh, things you go back and you want to know what you were thinking. Yeah. Right. Like anytime I go back to something and it takes me like a couple of minutes to remember how it works or like what that value is supposed yep. to do, I just write a little like this is what yeah. this does. No, oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give it a look at some point. It's fun looking at other people's code. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know. Yeah, and it's satisfying. I mean, I I find it's it kind like of satisfying editing. to like explain stuff to people as well because it's like in the process of of writing a code, it can be really frustrating because things mm-hmm. should just work. Why isn't this working? It should work, and then you realize, oh well, I'm an idiot. It's just like in the wrong order. Yeah, like this line just needs to be below that line, and now everything works. Yeah, well, there's there's, there's very clear issues with code. Yeah, um, and there's they're obtuse to kind of figure out if you don't Google them or like just look them up or figure yeah. them out. Yeah. like that but uh once you know them it's like you mm-hmm. remember them because they cost you so much pain in the <laughs> first so place true. yeah so it is satisfying to like relieve someone of their yeah of their pain that's definitely <laughs> true it's like yeah i've gotten so much better at like not just freaking out when something doesn't work yeah. like i added a plugin for substance designer uh which is a material authoring tool which is really cool I mean, the Substance Suite, you can get it for free if you have a student ID. Mm-hmm. And they say, <laughs> this is pretty funny. So they say it has to be current. Uh, and they want you to send a photo of it. So at first I was like, damn, mine's not current. They're going to see it on the photo and not give me the, the software. So I didn't do it. And then I mm-hmm. talked to one of my coworkers and she was like, oh, I just sent them a, like a random photo of like my old ID and I got it anyway. I was like, oh, okay. And so I do it and I submit and the, I like I click the submit button. And then literally like a minute later, I get the email. Like nobody looked at this. Like it's just yeah. entirely automated. They're just doing that to like gatekeep or whatever. So if you're out there, dear listener and you would like to make some materials in a nice in a sexy looking ui um with great tutorials provided by wes mcdermott um uh substance is a, is a nice tool um that guy does great tutorials he's like the official like substance like in-house tutorial man i see and he's just like really he's really fucking good at it that's awesome um and consistent like everything you might need to know how to do yeah he, he can cover so like that, that goes a long way but anyway so i added that plugin so i could use those materials in unity and uh, I realized I didn't need it because you can just do it a different way. You can like export it as a different thing mm-hmm. using in Unity that way. And it was like not, it was just really slow because the thing is yeah. that the, the goal is like if you have a nice big rig, you can do it live so that you're editing a thing in Substance Designer and it'll like, you know, change in its state in Unity like on the fly. So you don't have yeah. to re-export shit, which is really cool, yeah. but really like taxing. Like you, you need a, a nice rig to do that mm. um, and probably like pro versions of these softwares to yeah. make it work well anyway. Uh, so I was trying to uninstall it, but I had already built a build with all that stuff. And then so on Xcode, which is the thing that like compiles the yep. actual app. It was, look, it was like looking for shit that wasn't there anymore because mm-hmm. I'd removed it from Unity at that point. I was like, hey, man, you told me the substance was in here. Like, where it at, though? And so <laughs> I was like, uh, how do I tell it to forget about substance? Uh, but uh, we got there in the end. But like the code or the error it threw like really freaked me out for a second. because I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? Um. So yeah, that's it's been satisfying. I need to really basically rethink the whole like user experience and user interface flow for the yeah. thing because it's very it's very developer y. Um, I haven't really put a ton of thought into the way in which you move through it. Really, I see. Um, I mean, it functions and it makes sense to a certain extent, but you know, some pathing, some some juice needs juice and sound. There's no audio in it, which is mm. a missed opportunity if Indeed. I don't do that. Yeah, 
Rip. Uh, that's going to be a huge pain in the dick, though, to, yeah, to make. That's true. But it'll be worth it. Yep. It's going to be loud. I know I'm going to get my ears blown off several times doing this because it's just oh, going to be like... Yeah. yeah, all the stacking sounds on top of each other. And it's yeah. just like, oh, God, yeah. I right. have made errors. <laughs> this is not how this should sound. Uh, or maybe it is, and I just went about it the wrong way. I see. Um, yeah, right now I'm in the process of going through all the denominations and just spawning a shitload of them to do like a stress test, which I'd done before, but not since I reworked all the other scripts. And so things are, are a little bit different now. And so, you know, I'm spawning... A hundred thousand, ten thousand dollar stacks of money. Yep. Uh, and to to make sure that the physics doesn't go too crazy, I'm removing the physics component from the object after a certain amount of time. Yep. Uh, like it's either like after a certain amount of time below a certain uh, height, just as a fallback, or uh, once it's like settled by like measuring the magnitude, the velocity, uh, the magnitude of the velocity of the of the thing, <laughs> and if it's below a certain threshold for a certain amount of time, just kill it. But um, like the height threshold for like different things needs to be different because they're different sizes. So like the mm. one that's for the oil barrels is going to be a lot different of a height threshold than the one for the diaprim or the diaprim, which is a lot smaller. Yeah, and so true. now I kind of have to go through and, and sort of tweak each one. And I'm kind of beginning to think if maybe I need to figure out a better way to do it overall because it's kind of a pain in the dick. Yeah, that um, sounds like there's room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. But cool. But um, yeah, it's always the question of like, do I just do it this way so it'll work? Or do I spend a lot more time figuring out the quote unquote better way to do it? Yeah, the answer is always the better way for the most part. When it's yeah. when it's something that you're doing that you don't really have like a deadline on. Mm-hmm. Because the issue becomes like, you know, when I'm at work, we're doing things the best way we can do them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we just have to get something done and there's more work to be done after that. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it the quick way where it's and write down somewhere go back and touch this up later like, yeah which is terrible because i mean you often don't end up getting yeah, time to go like, back and touch it up yeah. and it just becomes and that's how yeah. you get like technical debt essentially but yeah hmm. i mean as much as you can just do it the do it the good way yeah you know yeah that's especially with code because code just like everything's <laughs> built into itself and interacts with systems that are already in place so if right. you build shitty systems you know it's like garbage in garbage yeah. out yeah um that's true yeah. i think for this though like if i knew like the thing i should do and i just am i'm not doing it because i know it's gonna be a lot of work yeah. i would do it i'm just not quite sure how to optimize it better for so to so so like this you know rigid body which is the physics component removal mm. is dynamic to each denomination so i don't have to set specific parameters per denomination you know um i'm sure there's a way i just need to like stare at it for a little bit longer but (laughs) it hasn't revealed it hasn't made itself known to me currently the the veil has not lifted yeah and i'm thinking maybe if i just like it might feel better if i turn because all the values that i'm tweaking are in the inspector so it's easy to adjust them and so i'm thinking maybe if i just like turn them into sliders it'll feel cooler (laughs) and i won't be like as upset with having to like (laughs) enter all these specific numbers and things um or maybe like most of the numbers will work out to be the same thing anyway. I, I don't know. Um, and I don't know like how much I really need to worry about someone else having to look at this ever yeah. either is the thing. Like without me, ha- like I'm going to be there if anyone else needs to touch it to explain things to people. So yeah, it's just a good idea to make it the most efficient way for yeah. you. Just for your own development. Yeah, It'll yeah, make yeah. it easier later on when you want to add things and etc. Yeah, it's Otherwise, true. it'll become a slog. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, I mean, but the thing is, like, you're right. I do. I, I have the time. 
Yeah. I mean, I showed it. The nice thing is I showed it to my boss um, like a week or two ago and he really, really liked it. Hmm. Um, it's the like original concept was his and I decided to pick it up because I had nothing to do. Yeah. And so he was like excited about that because, hey, someone's going to do this thing I suggested. Uh, so I think that was a very smart move on my part, to be honest. I'm, I'm proud of myself for, nice. uh, hey, <laughs> for, good job, for brown nosing a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, but so if, he's a little biased is what I'm trying to say yeah. in terms of his appreciation of it. But he also just thought it was really cool, which is yeah. nice to see. And it's like reaffirming. And, you know, if all goes well, we'll actually release it on the app store um, and uh, it'll go viral. I'll make a ton of money <laughs> and I'll be able to quit my job. So wow. And then I'll finally be able to make poop well. <laughs> that honestly i like i never made that game or prototyped it because i was like i don't know how to make ios games that seems like a pain in the ass but now i do know how to make ios games <laughs> so look out listeners there there's gonna go. be a lot of a lot of shit talking going on in the future um i think i think that game has potential i'm really not gonna lie i believe in poop well it's so a quick a quick long line on, on poop well and then we can take a little break but I'm trying to remember like the 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 elevator pitch that I had to come up with because I made it in advanced game design at NYU and <laughs> at New York University. Um, I went there. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have my diploma yet? Nope. Do oh, not know where it is. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, okay. I graduated officially, but I don't know if I ever actually got my piece of paper. Hold so, up. So anyway, I did my piece of paper. <laughs> Uh, it is a gamified lifestyle app that teaches you about the relationship between your diet and your poop. <laughs> so you can take that one to the bank. And if you make that game before me, I will come find you and I will hurt you very badly. Uh, oh just so you know. Anyway, Jesus. we're going to take a quick break now and you'll hear from our sponsors. And on the opposite side of this show or break, we will uh, talk about the games we've been playing. So stay tuned. Yeah. Hello there, partner. Have you ever been out on the ranch wrangling your cattle, but you realize you ain't got no cattle? I have a solution for you to this problem. It's called cattle. I sell you cattle. You, you there, with the headphones. I'm gonna sell you cattle. You can do nothing about it. We're going to sell you the cattle. Yes. Anyway, have a good time out there, partner, and buy our fucking cattle. And we're back. I hope you buy. I hope you bought some cattle because if you didn't. Uh, let's, we are not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. We were specifically right. asked not right. to. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We didn't say anything about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. This is the, this Edit is the, <laughs> this is the second half of the podcast. The second out of two. And we, <laughs> and this is the part where we talk about <laughs> the video games we've been playing. Have you ever listened to car talk? No. <laughs> they would always say in like the third half of the episode, we'll talk about this <laughs> or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. guys were such legends. I think they're still like up there on in like the podcast charts because they just like took the radio program and put it out as a podcast and it still kills nice um i listened to a lot of that show growing up <laughs> anyway so what games have you been playing nick i have been playing well i've been playing risk of rain 2 with Woo! jimmy which has been really fun um it's a fun game so far i, I 
really. What, what's what its deal? What is this game? <laughs> um, it is basically, if you know the original Risk of Rain, I'll give you the short abridged version right now. Mm-hmm. It's Risk of Rain in 3D. Woo! Be- better version. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Jimmy just put his shirt's hole over his head. His neck hole, I'm just antsy like right a, now. A strange, like, picnic nun with that shirt. <laughs> I really... Anyway. That's um, been... It's been great. You run around uh, killing monsters to get money, to buy items, to get to a teleporter, to fight a boss, to teleport to other levels, and the difficulty increases with time, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and right now, it's an early access. There's like four levels, essentially, that each have like a variant or two. Um, and then you loop, you go back to the beginning, and it just keeps getting harder. You keep yeah. going through the levels. And- yeah. Etc. It's a it's a fun like roguelike game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like there aren't a lot of 3D roguelikes. Yeah, it's it's also not really like a roguelike. It's like yeah. roguelite or whatever yeah, people say. Yeah. But I guess it, it's you know just nomenclature who really gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> permadeath is what yeah, people are usually trying to yeah, say. It's and there's like items and things. You get items. Yeah, you buy the shopkeeps. There's some secrets. Yeah, yeah. Not all the aspects of rogue as it was but who cares yeah um, well that that is a you get the idea. <laughs> i feel like very few roguelikes actually have a lot in common with rogue yeah that's you know, <laughs> most of them are not asking caves of cud like <laughs> yeah that's, that's true about the only one i've talked about yeah that's like a real one other mm-hmm. than uh, anyway um i don't know it's been really it's been pretty great i'm looking forward to them adding more content yeah that's i'm really excited um, for for updates just because what they've built so far is a really nice foundation mm-hmm. you know there's like there's one game mode really well i guess that's not entirely true so you can play the the traditional like hey go find the teleporter before it gets really hard um and then they also added like a uh, a challenge run basically which is i i also think a pretty common rogue like thing i like the daily yeah runs. like the daily yeah, run yeah um, this is like an every two days kind of thing and it's just like a timed thing where you beat it and then it'll give you the time that it took you to beat it and you can compare that on the leaderboards I've managed to beat uh, two of them they're pretty hard because you have to do them alone and I'm bad at the game <laughs> and I think I placed in like the top top 5,000 so you know I'm getting pretty good <laughs> um, but yeah I mean we haven't even unlocked all the characters yet which is cool um, I st- I do kind of feel like the base three characters are like still kind of like the, the most well rounded, mm. and just in terms of, well, I don't know because they all have I feel like they all have certain similarities. So uh, obviously the game necessitates that you build in a certain direction essentially. So each item you get can be uh, can affect you in like a number of different ways, but a lot of them do like either affect movement health or attack basically in those sort of general vicinities of one another and some of them do like extra stuff but it, they moist, mostly boil down into those categories um and so the thing that i always have a problem with in these games is wanting to do everything or like playing a tanky character uh but then compensating for their bad attack because by like building an attack build but it's like why are you doing that you already have like this foundation yeah, as a tank yeah, capitalize on what you already have yeah yeah and now that i've been doing that i think i've i've kind of come to understand it more because you do just get to be hilariously overpowered in certain aspects of it um which is interesting I and mean, there was a, a good uh article on on waypoint which you should definitely check out if you don't know this listeners um waypoint waypoint uh, dot vice.com i think is their url <laughs> 
but the author is basically just saying how most games try really, really, really hard to be balanced, and Risk of Rain kind of doesn't. Mm. I mean, obviously it does in the manner in which it, it rolls out the new enemies and the, and, the, and the time that you can get items and that kind of stuff and the bosses it gives you, and you can sort of scale that a little bit by invoking certain challenges or whatever, but... All in all, like you can you can get you can do some pretty stupid stuff if you get like a certain item that gives you another jump and you just get five of those. So now you can jump five times mm-hmm. or something that like regens your health for you if you're standing still and you just get ten of those and now you just stand still and everybody comes to you but they can't kill you because you're just getting your health uh regen so fast. Um yeah. which honestly I think it's really cool that that doesn't actually break the game. Like it feels what you might consider broken because you're doing things that the, you don't usually get to do in a lot of games but yeah that's one of my favorite parts about roguelikes mm-hmm. and roguelikes honestly is just like grinding up mm. to being a god yeah like, yeah it's really fun because it it really gives you the short end of the stick at first and then yeah. if you if you make it like if you survive long enough you can really build up steam it's, yeah it's fun yeah and and it and it necessitates that almost to a certain extent because it gets so fucking hard at some point um the one thing i will say about the difficulty leveling is that i wish i kind of wish it made a bigger difference when it changed from one difficulty to another so there's always this constant bar on the top right corner of the screen that is moving along and you can see the next difficulty coming so it starts off on easy the medium mm-hmm. and hard etc and you can kind of have a sense of how long it's going to take for it to get there and you know usually you'll want to like okay well we're getting close to very hard so we're going to want to try and you know uh, activate the boss now before it like ticks over and we have to fight something even harder than we would normally mm. and those cases are kind of cool because sometimes it's like a race to the teleporter because you weren't paying attention but and maybe i'm just not paying close enough attention i wish i had a better sense of what this next difficulty meant for my gameplay oh i see because like if it goes from hard to very hard i i don't really notice it i think i you know i think i notice it because there's there's more elites is really what right. i notice right there's more elites. There's usually it seems like there's more enemies, or at least we're killing them slower, so yeah. there appears to be more. Mm-hmm. Um, also, bosses can spawn, which is yeah, that's always a, a notable difference. I, I don't know if it's when you get to very hard or impossible or whatever. Yeah, but at some point around then, like bosses from the first level, which you almost certainly be out of at that point unless yeah. you really hang around, yeah. will start spawning. Yeah, um, and that. I don't know. That always feels really cool. Yeah, that definitely adds like a layer like, oh god, now the thing that we fought that was the boss is now just like an ad for the most yeah. part. I hope there's like, I don't think we've seen any, but I hope there are like mega versions of the bosses. Yeah. I know in the, the other game, like the lo- the magma worm would turn into like this crazy thing, I think, after you loop once or mm. twice. Like it, it got like an upgrade essentially. It mm. was like the champion version of that boss. Oh, okay. I don't know if this game is going to do boss. that or if this game does that already. Or in we've the, just not gotten far enough to see them. In but. the challenge runs, they'll there was a like a magma worm that had like health regen basically. So like you just had to like kill it really really quickly, or else it would it would regenerate health. But it didn't like maybe it was like a slightly different color or something. But it wasn't manifestly mm. different. Okay, yeah, I'm wondering if they will add those sorts of things because that was something I liked in the first game. Yeah, kind of. It kind of seems like given how close they're playing to the to the core of the previous game that mm. they would probably do it also because it yeah. seems like a lot of the features and and sorts of styles that are in the first one are here as well yeah um but yeah they could do a lot of different stuff like there's a lot of potential for the game aside from just more characters which i don't even know if like i don't even I don't know if i need more characters honestly mm. like i think it'd be cool to have more characters but just as like 
if it's feasible to do or yeah. if they were thinking yeah. about if doing good, it, then that's an area where sure. content is appreciated. You know, oh, like I mean, definitely, definitely. You know. definitely. But like, I'm satisfied with the with the roster as it is. I feel like yeah. there's lots of potential in each different one, and I'm I am curious to see. Because I think the one thing that we haven't really tried to work on are specific character combinations. Yeah, no, I haven't really thought where, put on that. Yeah, we're like it was pretty funny last night. We played a four-person round for the first time, and mm-hmm. um, Nick and my other friend played as this engineer class, which gives you like a dome shield and turrets and mines and that kind of stuff, uh, like a little grenade launcher. And what they did was they basically like built up the health regens because the items that you get are also shared by your turret. And so if you just camp out in this thing that does like an AOE of healing damage or, or just healing and then you put like a shield over it and you have twice that amount, you can just kind of camp out in certain places and do some pretty silly stuff to bosses. Um, but that's again, again, that's still just like doing the risk of rain thing where you just up the ante, you know, where yeah. like, you know, if you play as like a bunch of the DPS character as the Huntress and you just all build like attack speed and, and damage, like that would be ridiculous. It would just be like a flurry of, of motion. Yeah. But for specific like, you know, synergistic combos, I don't know. I don't really know what, what, what would be out there. I see. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's Risk of Rain. Yeah. Um, what else have we been playing? You've been playing some some of the classic <laughs> Jagex material. Yes. I, I've been... Uh... Unfortunately, I've relapsed into RuneScape recently. <laughs> God rest uh, your soul. Yeah, you First know. it was Ramaga, and now yeah. it's RuneScape again. I had been going on a nostalgia trip as of late. It's been pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I've <laughs> been enjoying playing just because I'm realizing how inefficiently I played that game as a kid. Mm. Like, just things that should take you not that long took me hours and hours because I was young. Yeah. Didn't know what I was doing. Was just sort of having fun. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it's fun sort of rediscovering that game and realizing how you're like supposed to play it essentially in a way or yeah. the more optimal ways to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Also, it's just my friend has started playing and I was like, I used to like this game. Um, this friend of mine always wanted to play an MMO with his buddies and like yeah. never really did and has mentioned that several times so i was like i'll jump on the runescape train why not yeah it's funny um, to think about it as like an mmo because obviously it is yeah but i just feel like like it is like is is realm of the mad god that's an mmo too technically right yep. yeah it's just i it's fun because uh or it was fun when i was younger because i like didn't have a phone at that point in time so mm. that was like a way for me to also play with my friend mm-hmm. from my house right uh which means like i didn't have to ask if my friend could come over i didn't yeah. So he didn't have to go home after a certain time. It yeah. just was sort of determined by when we had to get off the computer. So right. when you're in like elementary school and you're playing like these games, it doesn't matter if the game has a lot to it. Like RuneScape has some stuff to it and there's a lot of content if you're a yeah. member, but yeah. like, really it's just clicking on stuff. You yeah. Know? Like, just like hanging out game. with your friends still. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's fun for what it is and for someone like me who it's probably started my love affair with like grinding in video <laughs> games because you're essentially just standing there watching numbers go up mm-hmm. and like doing math, like trying to sell things in the mm. stock market. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's also, they made a mobile app for it, which is basically just the game as it was yeah. in the client because all you do is like left and right click. Right. So you just like tap and hold or tap. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. And it's, from 2007 that game the old school is what i'm playing right um so like it runs fine on your phone yeah um that's so crazy yeah which is 
which is great because like i don't know when i'm home in front of my gaming computer i do play runescape sometimes but Mm -hmm. like usually i play it and i do something else as well yeah um and i'm probably gonna want to play like dota or overwatch or something if i'm at my computer that can run games yeah Um, but you know for if i'm on a train or something like coming back from work yeah i just want to play some runescape grind it out baby yeah yeah that's crazy i mean god i I didn't really play a lot of well i played like everybody's played runescape (laughs) for the most part i mean not everybody but a lot of people have um but yeah it's crazy to like see it again you know like listen to some of the music that i hadn't heard since i was like i don't know yeah 12 (laughs) you know um well for my part i've also been i I can't really throw any stones because i've also relapsed into a game i (laughs) I used to play a lot uh, and that game's called dragon's dogma (laughs) which is such a good game like i i I, like i knew i had to get it when i saw that it was coming to switch um because it was originally released on uh like uh ps3 xbox 360 and i think pc it came to pc maybe a bit later but um and i played it in like 2013 2014 or something like Mm -hmm. that uh, so it's been a while and you know it didn't look great then <laughs> yeah and it sure as shit doesn't look great now <laughs> um but what i will say and and it was true then and it's true now is that the monster animations still look pretty good mm. um and they're creative and scary enough basically that it, it does a lot mm-hmm. um and i mean that's honestly what the, what the game comes down to is like it i it sort of uh instigated my love affair with uh darkness in games yes um which is something that i always love when when games do because it's so like evocative and Mm. honestly pretty efficient if you know how to construct a level well like you don't actually have to build the whole thing (laughs) if it's really dark out yeah um obviously this game has a day night cycle which um means you do have to build the rest of the level but (laughs) it does also mean that you get a little bit more out of these spaces because they feel completely different at day during the day and at night because the night is so fucking pitch black yeah um and it's interesting because i i don't know i feel like we forget how dark the world can be sometimes just in like <laughs> wow what a philosophical statement <laughs> like literally dark, dark 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 uh literally void <laughs> void of light um <laughs> because and it, it makes me it reminds me of like when i'm going camping or something yeah. and you're in a forest and you turn off all the lights and hey shit i can't see anything yep um if there's a full moon out that changes a lot like that that light does go a long way but the shadows are like such like dark pools of blackness you just things vanish into them um and that game does some of that for me where you know if you're going on a really long expedition and you leave in the afternoon and you're only halfway when the sun starts to go down and there's nothing around you to like buy items from or get more heals from or whatever mm-hmm. you get kind of screwed over yeah. like you it can happen really easily where you're just like because you have a lantern but the lantern doesn't show very far uh doesn't show much around you it shows like your immediate vicinity so if someone's like on top of you you can do something about it yeah but beyond that you can't see if there's like a giant standing like on the side of the road down down the way or yep. if there's a chimera just hanging out in this valley like you <laughs> won't know until it like finds you um or you see it when you're like 10 feet away and have to like book it or something like that and and i was kind of wondering if i would still have those like crazy experiences where you're like oh shit i'm caught down in the open like we gotta go you guys like we cannot do this right now mm-hmm. um because i played it before and i don't know how surprised i would be about things and i definitely have gotten better at video games <laughs> since yeah. then so mm-hmm. i feel like i have a better idea of the way to optimize characters and that kind of thing um but no i'm still getting my ass handed to me all the time <laughs> which i love um i tried starting it off on on hard mode which i guess wasn't a thing before because it seems i don't remember there being a hard mode and it is really hard (laughs) um 
I'm, I wish I could put it back on hard mode. So this game is also really janky is the yeah. thing where like, and this I think epitomizes it because you can start the game on hard mode and you can drop it to normal whenever you need to. Like, oh, this is too much. Didn't need to do this. I'm going yeah. to normal. However, if you want to put it back on hard mode, you have to start from the beginning of the game. Okay. But you can still keep your items. <laughs> Why do you get to keep your items if you have to start all the way over? Like, I appreciate it. It makes it a more interesting decision for me to make. Like, maybe I'll do that still because, like, I just get to do some of the quests over again. I keep all my stuff and there'll be harder. So, like, I'll be able to get up to where I was a little bit more quickly. But you know there's some crazy shit going on under the hood of this game that just means you can't just make it harder again dynamically for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but you can only do the hard mode from the beginning. And it's just the most baffling thing. Because I kind of, like, I, I like to be able to adjust the difficulty per my own, you know, sort of experience in the game. Like, maybe I've overleveled myself, and now the campaign quests are, like, kind of boring. They're, like, really dramatic and showy and stuff, but, like, the drama doesn't hit for me because I'm overpowered because I do too many side quests. So it'd be nice if I could, like, turn it up a notch or something to have that, like, really good, like, close call experience again. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess I can't do that in this game. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I guess I, you can do is so that... Um, the game features uh, a pawn, so you have like a sidekick basically that you get to customize and gear out and stuff. Yep. Um, and then you can also summon two other pawns um, that are other uh, players' pawn, like main pawns, which is really cool. So they have like mm -hmm. crazy names and like weird haircuts and stuff like that because people are strange. Um, and they all have like, and the nice thing is that they're the variety of like gear they have and just overall like look and feel to each character is immense. And it's not something that I think the developers would themselves have been able to do if they just like wanted to create like a guild of pawns that we all made for you. Like they would mm -hmm. be kind of cut, cut and paste. Uh, whereas this is like really crazy. Like you could just like I had Hagrid <laughs> as like one of my swordsmen at one point, and he was like this big dude with a really deep voice and a, and a silly hat. Um, and I don't know, that just makes the game like a little bit more funny to me sometimes. Yeah. Um, but if I wanted to make it a little bit harder, I could like send the other two guys away and have it just be myself and my and my pawn duking it out. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can send your own pawn away. Maybe you can, but I don't know. Um, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave, Hecuba. <laughs> um, I, I randomly generated basically every characteristic of my pawn aside from the actual gameplay stuff. So they're kind of strange. But I see. I love them still. They've <laughs> saved my ass numerous times. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game, and uh, I'm thinking about it a lot again. <laughs> nice. It's great, and playing it on the Switch is really fun too. Because, well, actually, it's not the greatest Switch game <laughs> now that I think about <laughs> it. Because uh, you kind of can't like do the drop in, drop out stuff so much. Yeah. I mean, you you can, but it's not a game that you feel satisfied after just playing for like 30 minutes. Yeah. You know. Um. Okay. I don't know if I really ever bought that with with Breath of the Wild either, to be honest. Um, the shrines helped; like you could you could get like a pretty, you know, uh, manifest sense of progression in in Breath of the Wild by in like a little bit just by like doing one quick shrine and you get a little orb and now you've done a little bit of extra stuff and yeah. it's like really easy to gauge that. Whereas Dragon's Dogma doesn't have any of those like small nuggets of things like a single quest. Maybe it won't take you that long, but maybe it'll take you like a couple hours because it's like all the way across the map and there's no fast travel and you're just fucking running through enemies the whole time and fucking Ronaldo keeps getting killed and you have to restart the quest every time. And But anyway, I love it still. <laughs> um, so, okay, I think that's all the games we've been playing. Yeah, um, We've been playing a little Minecraft as well, doing yes. some realm stuff. That new update came out and there's a lot, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah, I'm fun. excited to jump in and see what's up. Cool. Um, 
So uh, until next time, should we check emails? Oh yeah, let's Just check our in emails. Case. Just in case, I was about to tell you guys to email us, but um, maybe you did. I sniped it, it this time. It could be. It could be a thing that happened this time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe loadinggmail.com or sorry mail.google.com. What does Gmail have to say? No, oh, Uber Eats. Uber Eats. And that is <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from Twitch and Google and Twitch and Twitch and Twitch and Wooshka, I don't know what Wooshka even is, and Google again. So yeah, you guys gotta email us sometimes. Is this this Uber Eats email doesn't even have any content in it? It's just blank. They just it just has. <laughs> In the subject line, own a restaurant? Question mark? Uber Eats. <laughs> they want to know. Um, so if you do want to email us your questions, concerns, comments, thoughts, um, you can do that at makeplayradio at gmail.com. Once again, makeplayradio at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at MakePlayRadio and I th- uh, we're on Twitch as well at MakePlayLive uh, I am also on on social media as Jimmy Stein pretty much everywhere no spaces, no hyphens, no underscores that's right um, Nick exists in the void of space Yes. Uh, and we'll be back next week meet me there <laughs> alright, bye bye